0: لا حول الا بالله محمد رسول الله عليه الصلاه والسلام الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مدلله ومن يدلله فلا هادي له the Lord إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا the محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد Lord. بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رَبِّ لِي صَدْرِي لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلِ مِنْ لِسَانِي كَوْلِي <laughs> Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home We have been covering the khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab an. Ulama have mentioned from the many virtues given to the great man The Khalifa Amir Al-Mu'mineen Hazrat Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an One great virtue is the fact that his daughter Azrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha is the wife of Hazrat Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So in relationship Hazrat Umar Farooq Radhiyallahu Ta'ala an is the father-in-law and the prophet is the son-in-law. For any woman to attain the highest position in this world it would only be if she would bind herself in the form of Nikah with Hz. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa there is no other higher position given to any other woman and that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the azwaj the chaste wines of Hz. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. they are also known as Ummahatul Mu'mineen the mothers of the ummah of nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam one entire section has been recorded in the books of a hadith in the sahih of imam bukhari and also imam muslim has mentioned that entire episode of how hazrat hafsa Radiyallahu ta'ala anha came in the nikah of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam Sallam. and the father is the narrator of this beautiful hadith Hazrat Umar Farooq Radiyallahu ta'ala an Says that When my son-in-law Passed away My son-in-law Passed away He was also a sahabi His name was Al-Hudaymi Sahmi Husaim Al-Hudaymi Sahmi And he was not An ordinary sahabi He was a badri sahabi very close to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam وَكَانَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ قَدْ شَهِدَ بَدْرًا He fought in the battle of Badr وَتُوَفِّيَ بِالْمَدِينَةِ And he passed away in Madinatul Munawwara As was the tartib the custom with all the companions they never allowed any Muslim woman a Muslimah to remain free from marital status they would want her to remarry as soon as possible this was the Sunnah of all the companions the only period of waiting was the period of Iddah and straight after Iddah again the father concerned looking for the right man looking for the right son-in-law to marry Hadrati Hafsa <laughs> Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an says that the first man that I met was Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. An. I went out in the streets of Medina with the intention to look for the right husband for my daughter. And the first man who I meet is Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. An. Imagine the simplicity that was there. In the times of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu Today, when we need to make nikah, we need a helicopter, we need, uh, subhanallah, God knows what we need, a helipad, and we need that the queen special venue. Allahu Akbar, all fuzuliyat. You'd rather give that money to your daughter or your, to your son or whoever is getting married. The ummah is in need, the ummah is in. Need There are so many organizations that insan could give charity to. Subhanallah. And we want to blast away in extravagance uh, so much money just for one day or two days. Wallahu alam. And compare our weddings to the times of the companions. Musa by how was your wedding? He's just come back from Zambia. <laughs> so I'll get that information later on from him. Let me continue. I, know, I was getting wages 18 pounds a year. Exactly. So, how much I can expend? So, he is <laughs> still 18 pounds is quite a lot of wage. <laughs> MashaAllah. So, Hazrat Umar <laughs> radiallahu ta'ala an signs, Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, and he says, Falaki Usman, Fan Usman. Usman, subhanallah, <laughs> what a great sahabi. Of course. What a great sahabi Hazrat Usman was. Zunnurain." and in simple words hazrat umar farooq greets him and says come here Osman let me speak to you in shi'ta ankahtuka hafsa bint umar in shi'ta ankahtuka hafsa bint umar if you want i will marry my daughter to you simple straightforward yes. sahaba were subhanallah such mukhlis sincere people uh, straightforward assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah usman if you wish, I will marry my daughter to you. Hazrat Usman stood up and said, amri. Give me a bit of time, let me think about it. Layali, a few days went past. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hazrat Usman comes back and says, No offense to Hazrat Umar, عن, but at this juncture, I wish not to take anyone in my nikah. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala and smiled at him. No offense, simple people, yes or no. They would meet for the sake of Allah and they would depart for the sake of Allah. And there was no other ulterior motive. Yes or no, a simple proposal and you say no, fine, alhamdulillah. A few days went past, again father is concerned, like all the fathers. Now, who does he meet? His very close friend, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. Talk about the simplicity. So, he was a bit easy with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. So, he met Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. He says, Ya Abu Karim, Abu Bakr, come to me. Close friends. Again, same words. If you want, I will marry my daughter to you, O Abu Bakr. Friend, presenting. The daughter to a friend. Today we can't even imagine this. We can't imagine this. Subhanallah. And unfortunately we see the divorce rate. For small petty reasons. Talaq here and Talaq there. Women will be rewarded if they do sabr. Allah will reward you. And the best thing is to stay in relationship until death unless there is uzr that is different and so Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had a diff- different approach in the hadith it comes fasamata Abu Bakr and yarji' ilayya shay Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq opted to be completely silent nothing no words Hazrat Umar Farooq is shocked this is not the making of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq it's not his character very quiet. I am offering my daughter, and he, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is very quiet. Didn't say a word to me, and looked at me, smiled, and slowly went away. Hazrat Omar Farooq radiallahu taala felt in his heart slightly disturbed. that this is not the character of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. If he wanted to marry, he would say yes; otherwise, he would say no. Anyway, a few days go by. Hazrat Omar Farooq didn't have any uh, didn't have any answer from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an and Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes to him. Fum Khataba Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam met Hazrat Umar Farooq and said to him, Omar, I have a proposal would you marry your daughter to me? Would you marry your daughter to, to me? SubhanAllah. Hazrat Umar Farooq just looked at Nabiya Kareem mm. sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Who better mm. as son in law than mm. Rahmatul lil alameen sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Mm. Do you accept my offer, my proposal? Mm. Mm. Do you accept the fact that Hafsa would want to marry me? Do you give permission? And Hazrat Umar Farooq said, Ya Rasulullah, isn't permission for you? Accepted. And Nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wa eventually got married to Hazrat Hafsa radiyallahu ta'ala and the nikah was performed. After a few days, again comes Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala and meets him and says, Umar, I know that in your heart you have some ill feelings about me. I didn't respond to your call, didn't give you a reply. The only reason I didn't give you any reply was the fact that just one day before, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confided to me and said to me, O Abu Bakr, O Abu Bakr, listen to me, I wish to marry the daughter of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala And because this was a secret of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is why I remained totally silent. Man totally silent. And then he said to Hazrat Omar Farooq, Walaw tarakaha Rest assured, if for some reason Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, if he did not marry her, I would have accepted her. SubhanAllah. Look at the love that was there in the companions between. The Ashab of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Now this is a very important issue My respected brothers I wish to take one or two sessions And to touch on this issue azwaj Mutahharat, The wives of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam O ummahatul mu'mineen The mothers of The the believers The ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Very very important uh, characters in the Seerah of Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find today unfortunately a group of people who even attack the maqam the status of the wives of Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam during the time of Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam there was a major campaign launched by abdullah bin ubay Rais of the Munafikin, the hypocrites Against Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala And he was in the forefront of accusing her And that entire event is recorded in the Qur'an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed two entire rukuz For no individual in the Qur'an Allah has revealed so many verses except for Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala. Two entire rukus have been dedicated for her, for her baraat. She was completely, subhanallah, free from the allegations acquitted by the verses of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed two rukus. So there were major campaigns even in the time of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam why do people want to attack the wives of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam slowly i want to fall into one very important topic where we find uh, the western world pointing fingers as hazrat aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha that she married rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at a very young age and we need to understand that but before that why do people want to attack the wives of Nabi-i Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The answer is very simple. When you have a dislike of an individual or an entity, then you want to put under the microscope everything that is attached to that individual. You want to scrutinize everything. You hate an individual, so anything that is part of that individual, you want to find a fault, you want to find and pick faults. So you have the kuffar who have a dislike of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sometimes they will directly attack the maqam, the status of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or otherwise they will attack indirectly to anything that is affiliated to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you have people who attack the wives of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Not because that they have understood something from one special event. But the truth of the matter is that the dis- they-, they dislike Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So you have a group of people who find faults in the azwaj, the wives of Rasulullah. Or otherwise they will find faults in the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If they can't find faults in the companions, then they will find faults in the ahl the family members of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If they can't find false in the Ahle Bayt, then they will find false in the verses revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or if they can't find false in the verses, then they will find false in the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As a group of people came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they had enough. And they said, oh Muhammad, let us come to an agreement, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You are inviting us to worship one God, one Allah. And we want you to worship the gods of your forefathers. So let us come to a compromise. And what was the agreement? One year we will worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the following year you worship our idols, our gods. And we will continue. So one year we worship Allah, and the other year you worship our gods. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed one beautiful chapter of the Quran: Kul Sayyid O oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya ayyuhal kafirun, O oh kuffar disbelievers, La'a'budu You will never worship who I worship. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا عَابُدُ وَلَا أَنَا مَا عَبَدْتُمْ At the end Allah says لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلِيَدِينُ What kind of an offer is this? What kind of a compromise is this? You want me to worship stones and idols When I am inviting you to worship Khaliq? غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Who is Rahman and لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ For you is your sharia, your deen for me is my own deen. Subhanallah. So people want to find faults. And when you have a dislike for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then you will find a fault in everything, the minaret, the masjid, the mehrab, subhanallah, in everything. Why? There is a dislike of the main character. And when there is a dislike of the main character, anything affiliated to that, there is a dislike for everything. And this is natural. And so the ulamas... Ulama of this ummah, uh, whenever they go to explain something, it is not to protect the honor and the status of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa No, subhanallah. Wallahu nas. Allah has already given that maqam to Rasulullah. The ummah is not doing a favor. Allah has already given that maqam to Rasulullah. Five times a day from the high minarets. The name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is taken anna al Rasulullah five times continuously. Subhanallah. And Allah gave him a beautiful name, Muhammad, the praised one. What a beautiful name. So the ulama, when they explain anything, it is not because they wish to give some answers to. Uh, elevates the maqam, the status of Rasulullah. No, subhanallah. The only reason they go into explanation is that so the bulk of humanity is not deprived from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that they don't turn away from Rasulullah. We need Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a model. So that people don't turn away from, subhanallah, the best model that is out there. Otherwise, when it comes to the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I say this and I know there is a lot of sensitivity with what I say right now that we find a great part of human beings worshipping Isa alayhi salatu wassalam because they have this deep love for Jesus. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. I am in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot of the the believers have this unprecedented love for Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and if it was not the mercy of allah subhanahu wa taala muslims would have even worshiped hazrat kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam but allah is the protector and allah has kept a balance in the sharia so with this love that flows on one side On the other side there is also this balance Of Tawheed To worship one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Otherwise the greatest Maqam, the highest position Is given to who? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But this is the mercy Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala There was one imam in In America A Nigerian One imam And his name was Muhammad Ashir What was it? Muhammad Ashir and people knew him as Sheikh Muhammad Ashir one day people were sitting and on the subject of names someone said to him Sheikh how come your name is Muhammad Ashir so for the very first time he said to the people he said that my dad loves the name of Nabi-i Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He loves the name Muhammad because, because it is the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So every male child that was born, he named every male child Muhammad. So I was the tenth male child born, so he gave me a name Muhammad, the tenth one, Ashir. Ashir is from the word Ashara. What is it? Ashar. عشر and Ashar means Amen. ten. So Allah had blessed him with ten children. And he was the last. So his name was Muhammad Ashir. So Muhammad Wahid. Muhammad Sani, Muhammad Salis. Muhammad Rabi. Muhammad Khamis. Muhammad Sadis. Muhammad Sabi. Muhammad Samin. Muhammad Tasih. And Muhammad Ashir. So talk about love of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa There is an ummah out there. Which loves Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and there are no bounds, subhanallah, of that love. So the greatest man is Hadratin Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is a dislike for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that is why you will find people targeting anything that is affiliated or surrounds this great religion Hadratin Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the wives of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam you will find two in particular one is hazrat aisha ta'ala anha and another is hazrat zainab bint jahsh ta'ala anha two points points of uh, Contagious issues people want to argue uh, on the fact when it comes to the wives of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam they will point their finger to hazrat aisha the daughter of hazrat A, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an. why because it is said that she married Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam at a very young age so we have the western world pointing fingers at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam aliaz zubillah and when we talk about pedophiles in this country and in the netherlands there was an article in the times that came that now there is a party of paedophiles that is elected, and it is a political party in the Netherlands. A party of paedophiles. So you have uh, rights for gays and lesbians, and now you have another party, and that party belongs to the paedophiles. And this is the world that we live in. Subhanallah, Allah Akbar. And so people find faults in Nabi Karim <inaudible> Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now before we explain some of the reasons uh, it, is, it must be very very clear that the ulama only explain not because it needs any explanation as Muslims, we are Muslims and Muslims mean to, means to surrender to the ahkam, to the rules of sharia but only to benefit the bulk of people maybe it will increase their level of iman the first thing we need to understand especially from the many wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when we look at the two wives hazrat zainab and hazrat aisha nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam was never given a choice it was not his idea like in the case of hazrat hafsa he went to hazrat omar farooq and said that i wish to marry your daughter but in the case of hazrat aisha and hazrat zainab it was a direct command from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rasulullah sallallahu wasallam had nothing to do with the nikah it was not his own initiative it was from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is clear in the quran especially when it concerns Hazrat Zainab bin Jahashrudiyya Allah تعالى the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Allah says, وترن زوجنا كها. Hamne apki nikah karadi. Hazrat Zainab ki nikah nikah tuha wa tuha is in this word, Zawajna kha the nikah is already done, and that is why she. Just came into the chamber, the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There was no khutbah, there was no nikah, there were there were no two witnesses, there was no wakil, no nothing. Because Allah said, "Zawajna kaha. So she just walked into the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and nikah was done. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did wasn't given a choice. And the same thing in the case of Hazratе. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha For three continuous nights A dream was shown to Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Jibreel Amin would come And would say to him That she is your wife in this world She is your wife in this world And that lady was the daughter Of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anha The daughter Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha so Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa was never given a choice. So in the case of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, it was a direct command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as Muslims we are very very clear about that. We need to understand, my respected brothers, the level of iman today we are very weak. Unfortunately, what happens is because of the environment that we live in, we are affected. We are susceptible to everything that is around us. We read newspapers, we, uh, we, 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 we watch uh, programs uh, which are against the Sharia. We hear things which are against the Sharia. We talk about things which are not right. Uh, we, we do gibbet. A lot of things and we are affected. Subhanallah. And sometimes even Muslims don't understand. And that is because the level of iman is very very weak. Let me put forward to you just two hadiths of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam was with a group of companions. And he said to them that there was a man who mounted on a cow. Who mounted on a cow and he started whipping that cow and he wanted the cow to move faster and faster so all of a sudden that cow spoke to that man and said inna lam yukhlaq lihada inna lam yukhlaq lihada Allah has not created us for your means of transportation that is horse and other animals, camels. Yeah. But Allah has not created the cow for your transportation that you can sit on me and whip me and hit me and lash me. Yeah. And so when nabi Kareem sallallahu said this, the companion said, Subhanallah, Baqaratun tatakallam All glory be to Allah, a cow that speaks. What did they say? Subhanallah, a cow that it speaks. speaks. Subhanallah. Ajib. Now imagine we have the technology today. We have computers speaking to us, toys speaking to us, cars saying, be careful, very close, very close, very close to the other car, close, close. We have all sorts of people talking. Uh, subhanallah. You have your, your alarm clocks and uh, when you ring the, the doorbell, Assalamu alaykum wa Rahmatullah, Assalamu alaykum wa Rahmatullah. Imagine going back to the time of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam no technology simple people so they were surprised and they said subhanallah a cow that speaks what did nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam say Fainni ana wa abu bakr wa umar what i have said i have iman and Abu Bakr and Umar. What I have said to you, I bring iman, and Abu Bakr and Umar. Hazrat Abu Huraira, who is the narrator of the hadith, he says that Hazrat Abu Bakr and Umar Farooq were not present, but Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa is advocating on behalf of Hazrat Abu Bakr and Umar Farooq, explaining to the companions the very high level of the two companions that whatever I say, they don't have any doubt. Whatever I say, they have no doubt. So, in the majlis, there was no Abu Bakr Siddiq. There was no Umar Farooq. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, فَإِنِّي أُؤْمِنُ No doubt what I have said to you is nothing but the truth. I have full yaqeen and iman on what I have said. Abu Bakr and also Umar have full yaqeen, full iman on what I have said important lessons need to be learned my respected brothers another similar event once Nabi Karim sallallahu wasallam said to the companions that a wolf attacked a sheep and the shepherd was close by the shepherd saw the, the wolf and ran after the wolf and managed to release uh, the sheep from the wolf and so the wolf started speaking and the wolf said to the to the shepherd that today the shepherd you are the shepherd and you have saved uh, this animal of yours but allah has made this animal lawful for me it is my food what will happen tomorrow when i attack again and you won't be there it will only be the wolves that will be there and so this wolf started speaking so the companions again said subhanallah zibun yatakallam Zi'bun <inaudible> yatakallam, or Nabi of Allah, a wolf that speaks? What did they say? Now, subhanallah, they did not doubt the words of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is what is known as muhawra, or of Ali ta'ajjub. When a person is surprised, astonished, this is the method of speaking. So the Arabs would speak that way. Subhanallah, subhanallah. And they would say that, Zi'bun <inaudible> yatakallam, a wolf that speaks, again. Same words were repeated by Nabiya Kareem sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And he said, Fa inni u'minu ana abu wa Abu Bakr and Umar." I bring iman on what I have said, Abu Bakr and Umar also. And the ulama, the narrators have mentioned that again Hazrat Abu Bakr, Siddiq and Umar, Farooq were not there. My respected brothers, the reason why I have quoted in front of you the two hadiths is so that we as Muslims must understand. We have no doubt of any action of Nabi e Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In fact, if one was to think that there was a possibility of a, an action that could have been that could have been uh, done in a more better way. Then that is kufr with Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam or in a more perfect way than what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam did. That is kufr and that person is a kafir. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam's every action was to the limits of perfection. To the limits of perfection. So we as Muslims have no doubt if he married Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha at the age of 6 we have no doubt we have no doubt at all we have no suspicion it is the direct command of nabi allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the nikah was performed at the age of 6 but the consummation rukhsati was done at the age of 9 it is a very important subject my respected brothers inshallah bear with me for the next one or two sessions and we will compare the nikah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with a lot of the things that are out there in the world today and inshallah it, 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 people will understand clearly uh, uh, every action that Nabiya kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taken is is a natural step and sallallahu alayhi alaihi wasallam is completely free from any blame. These are the kuffar. They have a habit and they point fingers at Nabi Kareem <inaudible> sallallahu I, I wish not to start on that subject insha'Allah ta'ala. It is very very sensitive very very important. I want the brothers insha'Allah to come in the next session and we will cover this topic. And I will explain to you who the real pedophiles are in the world that we live in. Uh, and compare subhanallah the honor of hazrat nabi kareem so, sallallahu alayhi wa We should be ready, my respected brothers. Uh, Musabai gave me an article that in France there is a lady who has now become an imam of a masjid. Musabai, there were a lot of people who wanted to become muazzin and take your place, but they were all men. And so, uh, you have now women not fighting to become muazzin, but women fighting to take my job. Are <laughs> so, so, Ali is here all the time, Mashallah. what a great Khadim of the Masjid. He is Allah give him a long life. Amen. Alhamdulillah, Tanrusti, SubhanAllah. Some people you just envy in the Masjid. And so many others, Allah gives them all barakat. Amen. So you have people who, women who want to become imam. So they want to become imams. So there was this lady and she said to this great alim that, Look, what has happened to you Muslims? You people are gender biased that you don't allow women to become you don't allow uh, women to to lead uh, the prayers so why there's equal if there's equality in Islam then the fact should be that women should also lead the prayers and what a very what a good answer this great Alim gave he said look you are a Christian and I am a Muslim Open up the Bible and find me all the biblical prophets. Find the names of all the biblical prophets. Tell me, was there any prophet who was a woman? Right or wrong? Tell me, was there any prophet in the Bible, Torah, in the Old Testament or in the New Testament? Was there any prophet that came and walked on the face of this earth who was a woman? and truthfully and rightfully she mm-hmm. said no every single biblical prophet was a man Ma sha Allah. so he said tell me do you think Allah or God who you believe in is also prejudice so if God did not want a woman to be a prophet we follow exactly the teachings that have been revealed to us so the imam is only a, a man not a Woman, as all the prophets that came were all men, even Hazrat Maryam alayhi salam. Hazrat Maryam, though we say alayhi <inaudible> salam, that is because of the title given to uh, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam. And in connection to the mother Isa alayhi <inaudible> salam, we say Maryam alayhi <inaudible> salam, and also that honor that she is mentioned in the Quran. In the Quran, and Allah has praised her as she is the Siddiqah of her time, but every uh, prophet that came was a man. Every prophet that came was a man. So naturally you can't have a woman as an imam and behind her men would also pray no. Yeah you can have an imam uh, a woman perhaps in in her own area and where there are only women. And then you have again the masail of the fuqaha. Some have said this is makruh. Whatever the masail be but not generally to take that position and to become the imams of the masjid. This would not be right. As as you know, there are also a certain days in the month in which Allah has exempted them from performing salah. What would happen? So there are a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq mm-hmm. wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyal ummi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم یا اللہ ہماری حفاظت فرما یا اللہ جو کچھ بولا ہے اس پر عمل کرنے کی توفیق دے یا اللہ ہمارا ایمان مضبوط ہو جائے یا اللہ ہمارا ایمان مضبوط ہو جائے ہمارا ایمان قوی ہو جائے یا اللہ ایسا ایمان ہو جو ہمیں گناہ سے روک دے ایسا ایمان ہو جو گناہ سے روک دے یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ لبنان کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما فلسطین کے مسلمانو کی فرما عراق کے جو مظالم ہو رہے ہیں مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما شیشان کے اندر مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما جہاں کہیں مسلمان پریشان حال ہے یا اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما یا اللہ کفاروں کو برا غرور ہے تکبر ہے برا ناز ہے یا اللہ ان کو بہت تکبر ہے غرور ہے یا اللہ خلے عام مسلمان کے اوپر ظلم کر رہے ہیں مم. یا اللہ وہ ہمیں سمجھتے ہیں کہ ہم بے سہارا ہیں یا اللہ ہم بے سہارا نہیں ہیں سب سے بڑا سہارا تیرا ہے مم. یا اللہ سب سے بڑا سہارا تیرا ہے مم. یا اللہ تیرا حکم ہے کہ ہم اس تسبیح کو پڑھ لیں حسبنا اللہ ونعم الوکیل حسبنا اللہ ونعم الوکیل اللہ تو ہمیں کافی ہے یا اللہ تو ہمیں کافی ہے یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ یہ پریشان حال ہے یا اللہ کتنے مسلمان شہید ہو گئے یا اللہ زخمی ہے یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ تو ہمیں فتوحات ہماری زندگی میں بتا دے یا اللہ ان کو کمزور دے یا اللہ ان کو کمزور کر دے یا اللہ اگر ان کے مقدر میں ہدایت نہیں ہے یا اللہ <سؤال> ان کو تتر بتر کر دے نیست و نابود کر دے یا اللہ جیسے تم نے ماضی میں قوم کو ہلاک کیا یا اللہ ان لوگوں کو ہلاک کر دے یا اللہ ان لوگوں کو ہلاک کر دے یا اللہ ان میں خود میں اختلاف ہو جائے انتشار ہو جائے یا اللہ یہ خود تباہ ہو جائے یا اللہ مسلمان کی شان و شوکت بڑھ جائے یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی شان و شوکت بڑھ جائے یا اللہ ایسے ائمہ ہو ایسے سربراہ ہو جن دل میں اللہ کا خوف ہو یا اللہ حرمیں شریفین حفاظت فرما حرمیں شریفین کی حفاظت فرما فلسطین مسجد اقصا کی حفاظت فرما اے اللہ مدلس کے اندر جو کچھ بھی ہو رہا ہے اے اللہ की کی फरमा, فرما مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما اے اللہ ہم نکم ہیں کمزور ہیں اے तेरे बंदे हैं, تیرے तेरे ہیں اے اللہ تیرے بندے ہیں فرمایا ایک مسلمان ایک مسلمان کے لیے دعا کرتا ہے جو سامنے نہ ہو تو اللہ اس دعا کو قبول کرتا ہے یا اللہ ہمارے بھائی ہمارے سامنے نہیں ہے یا اللہ وہ ہم سے غائب ہے یا اللہ ان کی دعاوں کو قبول فرما یا اللہ ہماری دعاوں کو قبول فرما نستغفروکا و نتوبو علیک نستغفروکا و نتوبو علیک سمعنا و عطونا سمعنا ربنا یا ارحم